0: If you or I were God, would we have let Jesus be born in a time and a place where his life was under threat? Would we have allowed him to have to flee for his life and become a refugee? Really? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today, we're going to take another look at God's amazing plan for Christmas from a different perspective. And please do stick with me because at the end of the message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called The Best of 2020. I'd love to send you a free copy just to bless you around this Christmas time. You know, the official UN statistics on refugees are absolutely frightening. At last count, there were 32.9 million refugees in this world. Let's just run by that number again. 32.9 million. The misery of just one refugee is beyond comprehension for me. 32.9 million. This program, you know, is heard in prisons and in refugee camps as well as in the homes of the powerful and the wealthy. One of the things that sometimes is so hard for me is that I've never been a refugee. I've never been so poor as to not have enough food to eat. My parents have during World War II, but I haven't. And part of the struggle I always have in, in putting together these programs is whether what I have to say works for the man whose child is starving in the refugee camp in Sierra Leone, as well as the woman who lives in a large home with three TVs in a wealthy country. When you think about it, God has so much more than any of us. How easy would it be for us to see God as a God for just the wealthy and the privileged? Over this week on the program, we've been looking at the story of Christmas, just the the cold, hard reality of, of where Jesus was born and what he had to go through. We've seen Mary's pregnancy, you know, where she fell pregnant to the Holy Spirit, but she wasn't married, she was only engaged, And who would have believed her? You know, Joseph didn't believe her to start with. What a scandal it must have been. And yesterday we saw the wise men from the East, the Magi, these astrologers who did things that were just detestable to God. And yet God opened up Jesus and the ability to worship him to these Magi by sending them a star of all things. And today we're going to look at the reality of what Jesus was born into and discover that he too became a refugee. See when Jesus was born these magi came and they stopped by King Herod. Herod was a despot. He was kind of an illegitimate king. He was in cahoots with the Romans who occupied the land and he was part of that brutal Roman oppression. And Herod, if you want to read it, you can read it in the book of Matthew, the very first book of the New Testament, chapter 2 beginning at verse 7. Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared to them. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for this child, and when you've found him, let me know so that I can go and worship him as well. When they heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went this star that they'd seen at its rising in the east, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy." On entering the house they saw the child with Mary his mother and they knelt down and they worshipped him. And then opening their treasure chest they offered him gifts of gold and and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod they left for their own country by another road. Now after they had left an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother to Egypt and flee and remain there until I tell you for Herod is about to search for the child and destroy him. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt. And there they remained until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. But when Herod saw that he'd been tricked by these wise men, these magi from the east, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard from Rama wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. What a story. I mean, this Jesus is the son of God. And God brings him into the world, into this precarious place with Mary and Joseph, two young kids, really. And he's in this place and Herod wants to kill him. Herod thinks that this is a Jewish uprising. Herod thinks there's going to be another King David, you know, who's come to threaten his throne. So Herod wants Jesus killed. And in a dream, now I want you to remember something. Joseph doesn't have the Bible like we have it. Joseph doesn't have the New Testament. Joseph doesn't know how it all turns out. There's nothing. He gets a dream, this subjective thing, and God says, pick up your wife and your child, and flee to Egypt. Run like the wind. So they get up in the middle of the night and they become refugees with no rights and no possessions, and no home and no United Nations charter on refugees to protect them. They're completely at the mercy of kings and rulers and, and local despots. Herod wants him killed. And then, after he's fled, Herod has this genocide of all the young children, under two, in and around Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph were so young. For Joseph, this Jesus wasn't even his natural child. The whole of God's plan, this little baby, was entrusted to these teenagers and they were up against a king who wanted Jesus dead. And the only reason Jesus escaped was because God gave Joseph a dream and God gave the astrologers a dream not to go back to Herod. Is that how you or I would have handled things? If we were God, would we have let Jesus be born into this place and put him at risk and entrusted him to a couple of hapless teenagers who weren't even married? What does that tell you about God? What can you and I take away from this Christmas story today and treasure in our hearts for the rest of our lives? You know what it tells me? Firstly, God's ways aren't our ways. He does miracles in adversity. He works through the supernatural to achieve his purposes. You know, when you and I face adversity, sometimes we want to panic or get depressed or run around in a flap or give up or fix the problem in our own strength. But when God wants to do something, he steps into this world in the most unexpected way right in the middle of conflict and danger and fear in a lowly and humble way, and he does miraculous things. God is a miraculous God. And secondly, he was prepared to let his son be a refugee so that he could speak to the refugee in the refugee camp, so he could speak to the prisoner in the jail, so he could speak to the sick in the hospital and speak to all of us who are afraid and who suffer and who wonder what's going to happen next. So he can whisper into our hearts, I know, I understand, I've been there, I'm here in this place with you. Theologians talk about the doctrine of the incarnation where God becomes man. But this story, this story speaks about the incarnation in a way that our hearts can digest, in a way that brings peace and comfort and love to our hearts. God's story, God chose this way God means to say something to you and me about this Herod and the massacred infants and his son fleeing into exile God is speaking through this story Let me ask you again What does this Christmas story speak into your heart about who God is? this year. One that none of us could ever, ever have predicted. So many people have suffered loss. Fear and uncertainty have filled many a person's heart, which is why it's so important for us all right now to receive the powerful truth of God's love into our hearts. Amen. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called The Best of 2020, and it's based on some of this year's most popular, most responded to messages that have gone to air. Now, you can request your free copy either by stopping by at ChristianityWorks.com or giving us a call toll free on one 722 415 Get in touch, and we'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with A Different Perspective.